so definitely just follow the the great marketing mix that I think that we have really developed as as you know a whole over the last couple of years that really catered to up here in terms of you know on online marketing as well as still being able to and and what I love to do I love being able to walk down beautiful cottage roads knock on doors and and meet the people the same way I would have on on any street in Kingston right right like, just it's just a different it's just a different jungle when it comes to the territory but mm. it's the same thing it's the same practice it's it's the same pitch of, of what you're trying to do the same service you're trying to deliver and just how to have a great time in in embracing those differences and you know maybe putting a couple extra thousand steps when you're trying yes. to do <laughs> i think more than a couple thousand yeah yes. exactly some some days in the tens of thousands for sure welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. We have an amazing uh, young leader, Matt Young. Matt actually has uh, a really amazing experience. I guess he's uh, graduated from Queen's University, was a rookie operator of the year uh, in 2020. This past year, he sold over $350,000 with a business. And he's a returning operator for this coming year. I know going to set some really, really big uh, goal um, and seeing what he can accomplish up in the Muskoka area. Really, really energetic, vibrant, um, and committed. And we one of the neat things is, you know, if you look at your business, a lot of times people look at, well, who could be motivated to work in a painting business? You know, be a painter, be a worker in a in a contracting business. How could that be fun? And I've always felt like, you know, that's just a, a crazy perspective. And by the way, that's one of the things that actually most contractors think. So as a result, they largely have people who really are pretty kind of unmotivated, putting their time, make some money and go spend some money on the weekend is, is, is the typical person who works in the contracting industry. And then we have these incredibly motivated people like, like Matt Young, who, who you'll be listening to and, and spent a couple years before becoming an operator, just energized, motivated, hardworking. We talked about how is that possible? How 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 does how does a leader do that? Because you know, making a role that how could it be inspiring to you know clean windows, paint houses? How could that be inspiring? Well, it can be inspiring. We can make it inspiring. And uh, it can be um, all a part of personal development and contribution. So I know you're going to love this podcast. We're, we're, and you know what we're up to is finding other amazing leaders like Matt Young. So if you know of anybody, please send them our way. My email is cthompson at studentworks.com. You can also send me any ideas for the, for the show. And uh, you could send somebody to studentworks.com. You could send them this podcast. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And I uh, hope, hope you enjoyed uh, this show today. Have an unbelievably fantastic day. Matt, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. So excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. It's a pleasure and honor to be able to, to join you today. 
Yeah, no, it's awesome. And I, and I know you've been involved in our program a whole long time. And, uh, and so we're going to dig into that and it's just amazing just the, the journey you've had. So, so why don't we take you to before student works, you know, who was Matt Young, what were you up to, you know, any frustrations that you had, et cetera. Yeah, so really excited to, to hop on today and, and discuss all those things with you today, Chris. Uh, but before the program, I was, you know, just a pretty lost university student looking to, to do more with my time, but I just couldn't put my finger on what I was really looking for. So mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I was definitely someone who was a part uh, of as much as possible and filled my time with a lot of extracurricular activities and, you know, just as much of that as I could. So this was just mainly through sports, school, right. socializing, volunteering. But once I got into university, all of that was kind of left behind and I was just leveled right back down to the bottom of the totem pole as, as that goes as a first year student. And it's very difficult when you get into university because you can't just show up on the first day of school and say, I want to try out for these teams like you yes. could in high school. And, and as we know, it just doesn't work like that at the varsity level anymore. So uh, that's the way that went. And a lot of my validation and my focus as a teenager was completely channeled into being an athlete and taking right. that as far as I could. But, you know, every dog has its day when it's time to realize they have to hang them <laughs> up from the game. And, and yeah. uh, you know, this hit me pretty hard because my competitive drive that had really made me, you know, who I was at that point just didn't have an avenue to expose itself anymore. So while I was in this rut of figuring out what to do with my time as a student who was, you know, still motivated to set myself up for success. It was just a weird limbo that I hadn't encountered before in my life. And then right. come the student works management program. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So, so your first year, how did you, how did you discover us and, and who are you involved with? So a little backstory that I like to share yeah. um, is, is being on campus at Queens and I came across this recruiting poster for a student-operated painting business in Kingston through the summer. And immediately, I just checked a lot of boxes. I wanted to live in Kingston for the summer. It was offering outdoor exterior work. And I was just looking for, you know, a labor job to be in the sun, keep me busy Monday to Friday while making some money to put towards my my, my schooling, my education. So yeah. applied, got the job, and, and and the rest is history from there in terms of the, the people I got to work with and, and just how that year and everything progressed, right? Right. And so... So your first year you worked with you worked with Marnus. So why don't you why don't you describe what that year was like and 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 what it was like working in that business? So yeah, when I when I got into into that business, little did I know I was about to embark on one of you know the best summers of my life and finally feel like I was getting back to to doing something meaningful, you know, through this business and and the team environment that uh, you know shout out Marnus, Steph and Alex, the team environment that they created was just electric and it was just super inspiring culture to be a part of in what was at the time a record breaking business in in 2018. So I just thought it was wildfire and it sparked me into something that uh, that I had been longing for <laughs> getting into university and, and just working with them uh, in what at the time was the first $300,000 business in, in student works in 2018, a few yeah. years later, blown out of the water, of course. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, no, but, yeah. but it really was, uh, you know, and again, shout out, you know, Marnus, Alex and Stefan uh, for, for, for that triumvirate and uh, they were committed really early on and they they went out and and created just a, a really amazing business and then on top of it uh at least two operators you and uh and sasha milosevic have gone on to be top 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 performing operators from that business as well and 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 you know one of the things you know that i hear a lot is you know how do i develop a business where you've got 
somebody, you know, who's, who's coming in as a painter and is really super passionate about working in a student business. So, you know, what, from your perspective, because obviously I always share from our perspective or from the operator's perspective, from your perspective, what motivated you and what, what did you feel like was different? Because obviously you had other jobs, but what motivated you? What you, what did you see was different that that group did, did for you? So it just wasn't a culture of, of going through the motions that I had found in other jobs previously, mm-hmm. like just, you know, showing up and, and putting in time. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was not that. And and certainly the peaks work, the piecework system really, you know, catered to that as well as, you know, yeah. getting, getting what you give, like that kind of a, of a mentality <clears throat> really, really resonated with me. And I think a lot of the people working in that business. Um, so, so just being able to, to be a part of that, and, you know, first time being in a, in a student business, you know, you're mm-hmm. being able to connect with everyone on, on sort of a similar level. Everyone's, you know, in a, in a ballpark of, of similar points in their lives and their schooling and, and what's going on. So certainly just the, just the culture of what you're able to connect with in that kind of a business goes a really long way from, you know, bottom to top. Right. 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 So, so, so no, that's, that's awesome. And, and just, just hearing how, again, that was a real special year for you. So you went from um, from being again a real key player, not one of the senior players, not a pr- production manager, sales manager, a real key player in a really big business. And then that next year, Stefan Milosevic taps you on the shoulder and says, "Hey, do you want to come play a role?" So why don't you share share what that summer was like in working with Steph in that key role? Yeah, exactly. So after that year. Um, you know, a lot of what we see kind of the evolution of an operator starting as a painter, they can, you know, take that opportunity of being a painter and then apply for to being an operator. So after that year, I probably could have applied, but I just knew I had so much to learn from seeing that firsthand of how they ran their business, mm-hmm. of, you know, having a strong sales manager, a strong production manager to then set themselves up for better success down the line. Right. So um, it was just it was just not that I was afraid to fail taking the next step into operating, but I had just seen firsthand that sticking it out and taking on a management role in someone's business that has a strong vision only would set me up better for, for what's next. So I took a slower approach and taking the plunge towards operating and, and produced uh, with Stefan and Sasha through that year, which was just such a phenomenal experience. Like just, you know, one rung at a time I took it mm-hmm. and had had a blast working with them, of course, tried to, you know, learn as much as we could from the 2018 year with Marnus and Alex and, you know, implement similar, similar culture type, uh, type activities into our business for, for everyone to just really buy into. And, and of course, you know, just the winning culture that we had, like, we were working for trophies, not just for, not just for experience. Like experience <laughs> was, was great, of course, but starting in a winning competitive culture yeah. is what I loved and is what I had been, you know, missing was, a, you know, a missing piece to me that was just a perfect fit to tap into that I knew working with Stefan and Sasha in 2019 had to offer. And I just had so much to learn that I would have needed to have learned very quick to get to any level where I felt good about taking an operating step mm-hmm. and focusing on a year of production management ton of marketing with a little taste of recruiting and sales while, you know, learning from, from a lot of great people at that point who had just had so much exposure, just went a long way into, into climbing the ladder into then, you know, becoming an operator a year later. So those two years were just really great development years um, and just built such a great foundation for myself. I found. Well, I think it's really awesome. And I, and I see more and more people, um, you know, doing that, taking that sort of more, 
patient process. It's like, hey, let's win and then win even more. And then finally, obviously had a huge year the next year. But, you know, just shouting out, you know, Stefan and Sasha in that business, they fell just short of breaking the all-time rookie record and had had Steph not headed to Europe or, or had some trip, a family trip. I think they would have broken Amir's record, Amir's rookie record. Um, and mostly, by the way, because the record was there to be broken, you know, and that's one of the great things about records is it just caused is competitive people to go chase it down and and go after it, which is so much fun. I, I think so too. And I try not to rib Stefan too much about just being whatever <laughs> it was, like 10,000 short of, of that record at the time. Yeah. But yeah, just one of those things that we definitely had the had the environment to just have great success that way and you know flirt with records and 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 live that live that way. No, that's great. That's great. And so, so, so that next summer you went and said, Hey, I'm going to move back home and run and run my business out of Muskoka. And so what, why don't you share, um, you know, what, what the takeaways of, of, of that season were? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, income, income, Maddie Muskoka for, for 2020. Um, but I'll get into some of those, you know, practical lessons, uh, that, uh, that I brought into my operating years, but something that, uh, that I did that I don't know if you'll even remember this, Chris, is about this time two years ago, I reached out to you to interview that. in a podcast setting very similar to this <laughs> for a project in a marketing class that, you know, I was taking at the time at Queens and the scope of the assignment was to interview a leader in business that you connect with uh, in order to learn more about their business and how they market and then demonstrate that in a presentation. So I reached out to you and we would have only have known each other literally just from the interview at that right. point, two years ago now. And uh, I said probably much more eloquently than this, but it was, you know, just based along the lines like, Hey, Chris, this is my final project for my marketing class. Uh, right. It was an honor to get you on the phone and make this happen. And of course you being a beauty that you are emailing back <laughs> right away and said, <laughs> of course, let's make this happen. Looking back now, I'm sure, Chris, your arm wasn't too hard to twist when the headlines of an email were being able to help an operator win more via a podcast-esque interview on the landscape of the student bricks <laughs> management program. Just, just right up your alley. So wow. that was a, a great thing to do before I even operated kind of in that in that time span as well, right? Yeah, no. And I think one thing, uh, well, first of all, I say yes. So, so I think that's just a good thing. You know, I say yes, any, any, you know, operator projects over the years, I can never recall saying no, it's just a yes. Um, and, uh, and it's, and it's a, it's a, it's a great opportunity to sort of help out and give back and, 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 and also, uh, connect, you know, and, and meet people, you know, so, so I think it's, it's, it's great. So, so I, I, and also, I wanted to speak as well, by the way, Maddie, to something that our top operators again and again illustrate, and that's willingness. You know, like that's, you know, you are just willing. And I think that just so shows up in this podcast. It shows up all the time. You know, uh, you know, we've talked many, many, many times and, and it just, it's, it's willing. What do I need to do? How do I, how can I go? And, the, and it's that competitiveness that, that you have. And again, you, like you said, showed up in your sports life and, and showed up, uh, uh, showed up as, as, as well, um, in the, in the, in the summer. So, so what other things do you see top performers doing differently? Um, so, so yeah, definitely though, those, you know, three words that I always like to touch on willingness, competitiveness, and just like the intensity, like just kind of mm -hmm. bringing, you know, those three sides of the thing, which aren't always, you know, cliche of, you know, the hardworking gets up on time, does this and does that. Like those are, you know, I think uh, a cut above of, of just taking it to the next level and just having that mindset of, 
and that and that drive to to do what it takes, right? Like I always just found in any team environment, it's it's those who are just willing to go the extra mile and and do what it what it takes to to get there is is what ultimately gets you there. It's not just going through the motions, kind of like what I was touching on earlier. It's not just putting in time and putting in the hours. It's you know doing things the right way and why we just set that up from a beginning standpoint of yeah. why we want to do things the right way from the get go to just bleed through a culture and whether it be you know a great team, a great business, all the way through. I love that. I love that. And it's, and again, if you really think about it as well, people, you know, again, I was just on, I was just on the phone today talking about somebody who wanted to step his business up to the next level and really double his business. There's how do I enroll people in the, you know, just, just, you know, take more on it. And again, in many ways, it is just like that sports team, you know, everyone wants to be on that winning sports team, that winning culture that, you know, let's go get excited. Let's go, let's go, you know, really make a difference. Right. And it's, and it's just fun. You know, you got a chance of how, how we're going to live in life. We might as well win. That's my, my that's always my thought. <laughs> oh, for sure. And it's contagious, right? Yes. Like that, that feeling, that sort of atmosphere is just, just contagious. If, if you let it be, if you have the right people first and foremost around you to believe in that, to believe in, in the vision, believe in a goal. Uh, and then that, you know, that just streamlines down has, has that effect on others. And those are the best people to surround yourself with as well. Right. hundred percent. So, so your first season, Rookie rookie operator of the year. Obviously, we're majorly impacted by COVID that year. There were uh, there were six weeks of the summer we just couldn't market. Limited amount of time that we could train, but you still had just an amazing year. And then this past year, selling over three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Just just uh, just amazing, you know. Um, so so uh, so again, you know, takeaways from sort of taking that that next huge leap. Yeah, exactly. So basically at the start of the 2020 year, I really just kind of focused on knowing the best thing for myself was just being as honest as possible with myself in terms of my self-awareness of what my strengths and weaknesses were going into it. You know, by this point, I knew I could take care of jobs profitably, effectively while managing a number of crews at a time. I knew mm-hmm. I could generate leads marketing because at this point, I just had gained a lot of experience in doing so. But it was really just about this self-awareness, the self-reflection in knowing what my strengths were to allow me to spend a lot of time really honing in on where I needed to get better, which right. is, of course, so many different things like like sales. I had never booked a job until, you know, February of 2020, right, right before the pandemic. So I knew I just had a lot to learn there. And I just, you know, followed the systems best of my ability to get my my pitches, my strategies up to par with my other strengths. And that's just, you know, one example, as I say, of a long list of things I knew needed to get up to par, needed to get better at and, and put the time in doing so in order to get myself to a point of having the confidence to operate at those levels of, of high achieving businesses that I had been a part of in my time in Kingston before shifting years into, into the Muskoka years. Right, right. And one of the things I, I must say I'm interested in, I think there's probably a bunch of our, our leaders listening are you know, an area like the Muskokas, you know, versus Kingston, you know, obviously there's, there's a really great market in terms of, of clients and wealth, et cetera. But how do you, how do you get the work? How do you get the leads, Matt? You know, what do you do in a, in a, in a rural market to, to get people and, and have people recognize you? So definitely just follow the the great marketing mix that I think that we have really developed as, as you know, a whole over the last couple of years that really, catered to up here in terms of, you know, on online marketing, as well as still being able to, and, and what I love to do, 
I love being able to walk down beautiful cottage roads, knock on doors and, and meet the people the same way I would have on, on any street in Kingston. Right. Right. Like it's just, it's just a different, it's just a different jungle when it comes to the territory, but mm. it's the same thing. It's the same practice. It's, it's the same pitch of, of what you're trying to do, the same service you're trying to deliver and just how to have a great time in, in embracing those differences and you know maybe you put in a couple extra thousand steps when you're trying to yes. do <laughs> i think more than a couple thousand yeah yes. exactly some some days in the tens of thousands for sure <laughs> um but but yeah that's one of those things like that's that's what it takes right and just kind of figuring out those ways of how we can best get to them and and what i did i don't want to show my cards and bleed my cards too too <laughs> much about my strategies but something that i did do was obviously in the Muskoka area, there's this downtime, you know, that right. kind of February, March, April time just isn't very busy up yes. here of connecting to the people. People get up here in, in May and June and spend their July and August up here. So what I kind of leveraged was with my teammates is that I planned a weekend around having as many of my teammates that my house can house yeah. um, stay with me for a weekend, May, May two, four weekend when all the colleges are moving up oh. and I had them come out with me. There was eight of us and we knocked on doors for like five hours that day. That is just an insane amount of marketing that would take me forever to do, you know, by myself with my production manager. But in turn, I just leveraged that by saying, you know what, I'm not very busy in my marketing in February, March, and April because no one's home. So why don't I come come to Kingston? Why don't I come to these different places where I can help, you know, my teammates market and build their business, help build their business for in turn when it gets really hot and busy up here that, and we collected like 50 leads that day ended up doing tens of thousands in sales from just that day of, of marketing. So that was, you know, a strategy that I wish I had done in 2020, like was, was, you know, foolproof, but in 2021 had kind of made that plan early on, made that commitment to myself to reach out to my teammates, you know, pretty early on in the year in order to do that. And just had a great, had a great group of people come for that weekend and, and crush out some marketing um, just cause that's, you know, a huge foundation of, of what needs to be, needs to be done in order to, you know, create that kind of a, a big business and, you know, scale that business from what had been done the year before. I just love that. That's the first I've, I've, I've heard of that. That's really, uh, really awesome, Matt, you know, just again, you know, giving to get, you know, enrolling here, let's go and here I can go do this. I can go provide a lot of value here. My clients aren't there. Cause I, my sense was that was that there were more people up in the Muskokas working from there, but probably really maybe not, I guess. Definitely, definitely hit or miss. At the end of the day, people are up here to, to hang out and chill and enjoy their, enjoy their time on the dock in the summer. And mm -hmm. certainly there is still a good market. You know, there's a lot of people um, that, that enjoy some different, you know, outdoor winter activities right. um, that, that, you know, might be more to their, to their style and just, you know, get to use that. But certainly the, it's it's a tens of thousands in population shift between just on the May two four weekend exactly boom. just flip boom flip the switch <laughs> and, and certainly you know a lot of still a lot of local people that I connect with and obviously not all, all my clients are are just you know cottagers on the lakes but are still you know local people that I connect with and they'll say the same things like it's just an absolute bubble market at the end of the day of if you can capitalize really well in those months you're going to be great and, and in this seasonal business yeah. it really works well with it being a huge shift in in exterior work it's pretty much i would say about 
80-20 in terms of exterior to interior of what we do, just right. because that's the need of, of the market, right? So mm -hmm. being able to capitalize on that in this structure is, is you know, just goes hand in hand with with the market. So I, I can't, you know, appreciate the market and the lifestyle I get to live enough with with what I with what I do up here, minus the snow on November second. That's the <laughs> that's the pro quo right there. But uh, but but nonetheless, recording this on November second, two thousand twenty one. <laughs> you bet. So, what lessons did you learn from that helped make a strong transition into operating your own business? Yeah. So when when operating. Uh, and, and what I've really learned are, are really just dividing things into the four pillars of what I think our business structure is, Chris, which is, you know, marketing, recruiting, sales, and production. Those are our big four pillars. Yeah. And, you know, arguably in that order, marketing and recruiting at the beginning, I think marketing yes. and recruiting are what I believe to be the key foundations of, of someone's business. And only if those are done well, can we see sales and production soar. So although yeah. having really high sales numbers can blow someone away, but more than likely the staggering number in that pipeline is their lead generation. It's yeah. just leads that are in the masses that streamline into having high sales figures and a strong marketing mix leads to more estimates, which of course in turn lead to more sales. And in our marketing mix, as I was kind of touching on earlier, Chris, like we've only improved that through this pandemic. Like mm -hmm. we couldn't grow through comfort and we somehow grew through a massive pandemic. And I think our marketing mix of, you know, online marketing, Facebook marketing, that yeah. kind of thing really changed the game for a lot of operators and being able to reach out to conjure that up. Right. Um, so the online platforms have been fantastic to us where the world has moved their shopping cart to. We yes. were able to deliver our, our marketing scheme into their shopping cart, which is on their laptop, on their computer, on their phone, and, yeah. and still be able to deliver that, right? So that's how I think marketing just plays such a such a high part, and I value it so much because likely the best businesses, certainly in our program, are dynamite marketers. And the yeah. same applies to recruiting, you know, sourcing out leads of applicants. Applicants are, are like leads, and the more that are in the pile, the higher likelihood there will be for, you know, an A quality applicant to become a staff member to then grow in your business, to deliver the service that you're making thousands of promises of. Yeah. And teamwork makes the dream work. So my focus for 2022 with what I've learned is if I'm ever in a rut, I don't need to just, you know, make a big sale to turn things around and think, oh, thank goodness, I'm, I'm back in the game. Like that's only going to be a short-term relief before slipping into another rut. So right. making the business feel amazing by generating some, some hot leads, you know, going out, pounding the pavement, pounding the doors, marketing and posting a killer Facebook ad, pushing the envelope of getting every single person in your network to share on their social media platforms that your business is hiring uh, in order to get more great applicants and, and into your business, you know, your business will be, will be thanking you. So these, you know, may sound like just like the, the simple intricacies of what we have going on, but it's a proven system that works. And if it's not broken, let, let's not fix it. Yeah. And one step further, it doesn't have to all be done by me either. And that's what I'm really learning is in the scaling process is just to continue to, to hire key people that yeah. can then, you know, delegate that out into the business, having more marketers, having more managers in order to handle the interview process, handle the cold calling process. And it's just an outstanding way that I'm really looking to, to leverage into my 2022 to get more people invested into the business at a higher level, the same way that I was before I was even operating. Right. So absolutely kind of putting myself in, in those shoes of where I once was and, you know, having other great people develop into my business that really believe in the same core values that marketing and recruiting 
are going to to be the foundation for for building a a great 2022. Yeah, no, and there's there's you know right now they're talking about the great resignation. They're talking about you know the enormous limitation on our on our products and services uh you know in you know north america really the really the world and supply chains and so i think you know so often people are looking at supply but really it's staff and it's and it's really engaged people in your business and and i think that's one of the biggest things that allowed us to to grow so much last year i guess in the painting side from 12 to 21 million so 9 million dollars and and it was being able to get amazing young leaders to come join other amazing young leaders and build businesses you know that's really the biggest piece and you could tell that that's 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 again what you focused on again rolling people engaging people let's have fun let's make it enjoyable again you're in a great place to go and do that but you know as you approach this this next year i i know you're you're just looking to to take your business to that next level are you are you willing to share with our leaders what your goal is this coming year and what you're what you're looking to accomplish uh, i was wonder, i was wondering if that question was coming put me on the hot, <laughs> put me in the hot seat chris um I, that's still a work in progress i don't want to commit to a number right now sure as it still is a work in progress i've certainly you know doubled my business from last year to this year you know yeah. loose numbers definitely the game plan will be to double it again yeah. and and if there's a little a little more uh, cherries on top of just doubling it, then, then we'll see. I know there are some some big plans for a lot of people, and uh, and and it wouldn't surprise me if there are some some seven figure operators next year. Yeah, like all unbelievable. I think that's the that's the next thing. I've already heard from from others that 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 will be their game plan. And yeah. and you know what, I would of course love to be on that level if mm -hmm. it makes sense for my lifestyle and what I'm able to recruit and able yeah. to to dig from there because. A big thing, although I was able to double my business this year, was my lifestyle was 10 times better. I was not on the job site every day. I wasn't, you know, figuring out a ton of client issues every single day. Like right. it wasn't, you know, there was there was just so much more living to do. There was so much more, uh, you know, 18 holes of golf to play on a <laughs> weekly basis than, than, you know, painting for, for 10 hours a day, which yeah. had to be done with the struggles that went through my, my rookie year of, you know, recruiting and, and this, that, and the other blame the pandemic all you want. At the yeah. end of the day, we were still blessed enough to, to be an essential service for, for pretty much the whole painting season, regardless. So, right. so definitely just love the lifestyle that I was able to build. You know, that's not necessarily a, a number that we see on the, on the page, but definitely just personally, that was, that was a fantastic way, uh, of, of this year. And I, of course, you know, I'm not wanting to sacrifice that lifestyle that, that I have with still running a big business, still running a great business and, and enjoying doing so. But ultimately the next few months are really going to dictate how I set my goal in January, just based on how my recruiting can go in terms of higher level people, higher level managers, sales exactly. managers, people to, you know, be solely managing these, these crews, these are your, these are your people. These are who you connect with. Well, take care of them. Well, I'll take care of you. Well, that yeah. all that kind of, you know, turnover like that and effect is what really is going to play a part into, into running a, a big, a big business for next year. And, and I really look forward to, to getting back to competing is what I'll say. I'll, I'll put it that way. I look forward to <laughs> awesome. competing. Awesome. Didn't do a lot of competing this year on the, on the leaderboards, but, uh, 
but yeah, I look forward to getting back to competing is, is what I'll say. About well, my goal. well, well, that's it. That's exciting. And, and, and Matt, you know, if you, if, you know, when we think about our business, you know, in December of every year, January of every year, when recruiting wraps up, you know, we're able to look and say, oh, this is what we think we're going to be able to accomplish based on the incredible quality of people that we recruit. So, so much of it is a recruiting game. You know, before we sold a job, we we can really have a very, very clear idea. So, so that's what I hear you're, you're talking about. So again, it's, it's enrolling amazing talent, make all the difference, you know, to sort of, to sort of, you know, take your business to the next level or whatever level you're going to accomplish at. Exactly. No, for sure. And and I find that interesting. Yeah, of course, from, from you and uh, you and Pat's standpoint, yeah. looking at, you know, how many operators and just crunching out the math that way, it starts at all levels, you know, not just, you know, from an operator side of, of the 100%. Business. Exactly. It just come from all levels is how you can crunch out and kind of base the numbers of, of what makes sense. So I think that I'm in the, in the same process with with my business as well right now and just saying, you know what, if we can add this, this is what we're capable of. And if this is what we have, then this is what we have. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's not a dream. It's strategic. It's thoughtful. It's based on metrics. Okay. The team can recruit this or the team can accomplish this in the sales and marketing front. So um, just two final questions. Uh, uh, When you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? So first and foremost, when thinking of a, a leader of tomorrow, and talking about tomorrow's leaders, they they have to be innovative and, and lead with the mind of what's coming next and not just what's sitting in front of us right now. So right. innovative mind is, is really a strong attribute in, in leadership these days, period. But I also think the leader of tomorrow is someone who can be relatably inspiring. And what I mean by that is, is ultimately someone that others can relate and connect with while also inspiring them along the way. So on the relatability side of the coin, we have someone who focuses on connecting with their peers, colleagues, superiors, subordinates, whoever, in, mm-hmm. in an order to share each other's goals and interests in such a way that you want to work around this person because they can create a culture that can connect that others can connect with and want to thrive alongside them. And on the inspiring side of things, no, I don't mean someone who gets a microphone in their hand and blows the roof <laughs> off of a room because of the speech they put together, although a great skill to have come wedding season, it's time for the toast. But uh, what I mean in this case of effective leadership is someone who has great habits or abilities that that they can take to to get better at, and you can see that they work to get better at them, um, whether it's great management skills, ability to handle objections and push through difficulties, or just have that willingness to win, as we say. And it makes you stop and say, say, wow, what can I learn from them to better my business, better myself, better my day-to-day lifestyle? So when we piece together some of the attributes that I kind of just touched on there, Chris, I think someone who focuses on innovation, making strong connections with others, and just in- inspires others to, to better themselves along the way as a one-way ticket to being an effective leader of tomorrow. I love it. Love it. Yeah. So, so we've got innovation because there's just going to continue to be this incredible, fantastic change. And then, and then ultimately changing ourselves for what the world's going to ask of us and what the market's going to ask of us, what our teams are going to ask of us to, to, you know, uh, create, you moving forward. So, so I know you had one final share for us, uh, Matt, anything else to share with our, with our leaders? Yeah. So, so my final share for, for young, young, young leaders, listeners is just to preach, you know, being patient in, in the end result of something that you're working towards, because that's exactly what it's intended to be is, is a work in progress. 
Mm-hmm. And if you've reached the finish line of success in your mind, chances are you're not running a long enough race. So patience <laughs> in the results, but encouragement, you know, my encouragement while on that journey is to just try new things and be open to opportunities or changes that might not have ever been on your horizon in the short run of, of the endeavor, but are always worth exploring and, and learning more about in the long run of things. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love that. You know, just understanding that, you know, typically what we want in our life is just going to take way more than we expect. It's going to take longer than we expect. And that's great. Right. And then, and then even, you know, uh, when you reach what you thought you could, because candidly, I'll tell you, Matt, I never thought this business would be this size or this successful or, or anything. And that doesn't mean then it's over. You know, and, and, you know, it's okay, what's next? What can we create? You know, how can we contribute? How can we keep doing better? And not because we need to, not because there's some um, number I need to match or reach or anything like that, but just because what else are we going to do? Let's go have a great day. Just like we had a great podcast here, Matt. Um, <laughs> and, and let's go see what we can create in 2022. Absolutely. Looking forward to, to being a part of it. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me on today. It was uh, well, a pleasure, super- as, as we say. And uh, and yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Well, super excited, Maddie. And and it's uh, it's uh, I know you're going to be a big part of this next year, you know, leading, uh, you know, one of, that's one of the things we look for our veterans is, is you know, uh, you know, going out, kicking some serious butt and just uh, showing everyone what's possible. So I know you'll be doing that. Thanks, my friend. Thank you so much. OK, cheers. Take care. We'll talk soon. Hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.